about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So stay tuned. So hello, Carol. Are you there? Yes, I'm sorry. A little <laughs> message. A little message just came up th- through me. So that was a brilliant start. Okay. Hello, Trish. Yeah, we'll start well, again. I, it, well, we could start again, or we could oh. leave this in to just yeah. show that this is the Make It Real podcast. Carol. Yes, exactly. I think, I think it's I'd rather leave it in because yeah, there are plenty of people in the world who get surprised <laughs> by things that pop up on their screen. Exactly. This is so real. And yeah. Carol, this is Carol Glover, listeners. Um, otherwise known as the Maverick Maker. And she, this is her little tagline from her LinkedIn profile, which actually I think is really, really good. And I'm quite envious of the beautiful, succinct quality of this. Helping leaders unlock limitless potential without trading uniqueness, dreams and values for success. I'm more or less going to steal that cow. So if you see my, <laughs> if you see anything of mine come up and think, do you know what? She's only changed a couple of words. You know, it's, it's a compliment. Um, anyway, Carol is a fabulous lady and she has, la- I'm speaking to her, uh, I'm in, here in Bournemouth and she's right up the other end of the country in Gurok near Greenock, which is in Inverclyde. Please don't put on a Scottish accent, Tricia, because that would be so rude and so bad. Um, but Carol, you, you, you've only just kind of landed there through some slightly crazy journey. So just give, give the listeners a bit of your story as sort of in a potted version of how you've come from Halfords to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, so hi, everyone. Um, well, I've lived in Scotland now for nine days Um, previously lived in the Isle of Man, but I've had an interesting maverick career. Um, Worked in, um, grew up in the Isle of Man, did a business degree in England, worked in retailing, um, ended up in Halfords, not ended up, had the most amazing career in Halfords where I headed buying and ran their automotive business. Um, Went off to work for Boots. And then when my mum passed away, I went back to the Isle of Man where I'd grown up, where I've had a multitude of roles. And and recently I worked out that I've had 19 senior leadership roles um, in the whole of my career. And so, you know, and my career's not over yet. I'm just reinventing it and rebooting it at the moment. And what um, I I know about myself is that I'm a leader and there aren't too many people I meet that say that because I retrained as an exec coach three and a half years ago and I coach very senior people and it's very rare for people to describe themselves as a leader and I'm um, these days I call myself a coach leader Um, but more importantly I have a skill set as a maverick because we're very motivated by lots of interesting things, like interesting things being one of them, opportunities, variety, challenge, very motivated. And I'm a generalist leader. 
And a generalist leader is a person of great um, value in the modern working environment because we embrace change. We are the people that step into change, step into difficult situations. And so basically, I've been doing that all of my career. I've had strange jobs. I, I didn't mention in passing that I was chief executive of the TT races for part of my career as well, the, um, the most uh, exciting motorbike racing event in the world. And, you know, I, I don't know how cars work. I don't know. I've never been on a motorbike, <clears throat> but I'm a generalist leader. So what I do today is I help other people gain the mindset that I am very fortunate to have had since I was a kid, where I love new things. I love to try new things. So what I'm doing in Guruk, and, and I, I literally um, know that my husband and my little dog and I have um, sort of jumped off a cliff together, the three of us, from a world of having a very comfortable life, a real top job, uh, directorships and everything, and we've packed everything up into our car. We're living in a little apartment up the road here, and we're going to build something great with a young coach that I'd be mentoring who, um, around authentic energy and being real, um, and that's why it's so great to be on the podcast today. Mm. Oh, Carol, fantastic. Oh, working on authentic energy in a gorgeous place um, in Scotland. I'm quite envious. Um, well, no, it's fine. I, I live in Bournemouth. Crikey, it's, it's okay. Um, the, this story is, is fantastic. Now, there's a word that keeps coming up, and actually it behoves us to define it, Carol, which yes. is this word maverick. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Well, I don't have a perfect definition as yet. It's a work in progress. But what I've done is I've had a look at my own career and people that I admire as mavericks, of which there are many. And these are six characteristics that I believe we have. Number one, we're misfits and we're proud misfits. I often describe myself as a ginger punk inspired coach and leader because I was a punk. I'll always be a punk at heart. Um, grit and determination, we are very persistent. We are people who believe we can get there, but we don't do it the, the typical way. We're very good at, as I mentioned before, being a generalist, we're very good at pivoting and taking different directions to get to the end. So we have the grit and determination to follow our mission or our passion, but not to be fixated. Mm -hmm. The next thing that's really important in the world of coaching is we know how to flow. We build ourselves a huge purpose, a huge um something that we really, really want to achieve. And we harness all of the great positive chemicals in our body, you know, like a surfer wanting to do one of the greatest, you know, surfing mm -hmm. moves of all time. Um, we harness all of that and we get into that place. Um, some might call it a bit obsessive, it probably is, mm -hmm. but we get into a place and we achieve things that others say that'll never happen and that can't be done. Part of that is attitude and when I was defining all of this, I was trying to think about what is it that makes me overcome blockages, challenges, 
say, yes, I can do this. What, how hard can that be? And of course, it's being a punk. Um, the punk attitude is very much, you know, yeah, we're going to get on and do this. I mean, I, I, it revolutionized music when I was just finishing my student days because it didn't look at anything that had gone before. It went back to basics and it took a very simplistic approach, but packed with real energy. And that's, that's me. I'm packed with real energy. Um, Final two things, one of which I've done a lot of speaking about recently, and that's the attitude of Mavericks to time, because we are ruthless with our time. When you meet Mavericks, you find they do four or five times more than another person, not as a brag, but because we're so motivated by all that stuff, those opportunities, those hurdles, those challenges. So we're ruthless at managing our time. We're those people that when they say, if you want something done, ask a busy person. If you can engage a maverick mindset with something you want done, they'll do it no matter how busy you think they are. And that's because we think differently. We don't see busy as busy. We see it as an opportunity to learn something and to know something that we don't already know. So for me personally, Tricia, um, these are the things that I think are fundamental to the mindset of, of Mavericks. Well, I love that. And I, I have to tell you that I've pretty much ticked everyone. Myself. I'm not surprised. <laughs> and I love your description of packed with energy. And I love the, the way that you've related it to punk. Now, obviously, there might be, there might be younger listeners. Yes, who don't even know what that is. They do. <laughs> Carol and I are of a similar vintage, as they say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that, well, to be honest, you probably would know the word punk and you'd look it up on Google anyway and yeah. you'll find all sorts of lovely bands. And it, but it was more than just um, a, a type of music, as you mm. say. It was, it was a, a kind of a movement, really. And, mm. and when it happened, it was, it was so, you know, we were still coming out of the 50s. Mm. You know, so it was, it, it, it was kind of a, a real cry of yay and I was living in London I think at the time and yeah it's very, very exciting and and I love energy 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 is the word that keeps coming up and it's mm. one of my favorite words now thinking again of people beyond you and me right there are a couple of things yeah. here number one is that I've just said we are of a similar vintage and yes put that into context so I'm in my whatever 60s um, and you, you might be younger, Carol. I might just have done you. <laughs> might just have been really rude. We're similar, Tricia. We're not, we're not far <laughs> off. We're not no. far off. So um, there might be listeners in their 20s, 30s, 40s, mm. even who are thinking, oh, well, that's all very well, isn't it? Because you've got all this whole kind of age wisdom thing. Mm. You've lived life and so bully for you. And, you know, I, I could understand that reaction. You, you might be getting a bit hacked off with all this wise old women. Um, <laughs> and you, so, but what you're really saying is that this is a mindset that can be cultivated. And presumably yeah. that's at any age. Exactly. And my, my own easy answer to that is that in the last three and a half years, I've mentored 31 millennials. Mm. Um, and I initially felt a bit like you did because I don't do the wise woman thing because I'm, I don't think I'm wise yet. I think I've got a long way to go with my learning and development. So other people think I'm wise, but I don't think I'm wise myself because I have this huge growth mindset. Mm. But I've mentored young people and I've done um, some little video posts on LinkedIn 
about why they work with me because that was we all have a bit of a hang-up about that three-letter word AGE at the moment there are 19 year olds that I've mentored who are scared no one will take them seriously because they're 19 and I think they're geniuses mm. there's people like myself and maybe based on what you said yourself who think they won't listen to us they're young and funky and we are you know we're moving on a bit but actually it's not the case and what I call it and it's more work I want to do is intergenerational skill sharing yeah. I spend time and um, I used to spend every Thursday with young people um, when I gave up my job my full-time job and I used to share my skills knowledge as a, as a maverick as a, as a person with massive generalist um, knowledge and in return, they would keep me abreast of social media, mm. trends, even teach me phrases and words. Yeah. That is, that is the biggest giveaway for age. Not how old you look, but it's actually the phrases and terminology you use. So I think it's for everybody. And do you know my main following on LinkedIn is, um, oh, sorry, on, on all social media plat platforms is under 35s. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. You see? Very yeah. Okay. And, and it's interesting because I too, um, and this actually I, I would say is a, is a sort of um, nice thing to do, listeners. If you, I know it's tricky because it doesn't involve income and it's time and all the rest of it. But if you can find an opportunity to do some volunteering uh, that involves young people, yeah. um, I mean, I, I do it uh, with... With, with someone locally in, in schools, um, you know, employability skills and mentoring and mock interviews and all sorts. But it's, you know, and it's it, like Carol said, I mean, it, you know, getting that viewpoint and that perspective and sharing. I mean, I, you know, the same, I love the idea that they're bringing when they bring nursery school kids and, uh, or first school into old people's homes, for instance. I, I just think, yes, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> you know, we, we all learn from each other. Yes, and, yeah. And, and in your busy, 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 busy lives, growing a business, it is very difficult to stand still for a moment and think, actually, is there something I could do that isn't directly necessarily part of my business, 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 um, but, but actually is going to, as you say, sort of grow my, my mind and my experience. Hmm. And yeah, the growth mindset thing is, I think, the biggest gift you can give yourself. Yeah. But, but you don't have to be born with that. This is, this is the, the message, isn't it, Carol? I mean, the, this is a muscle that you can work on totally and that is where um, I, I focus a lot of my coaching because as a maverick I would say that mavericks have an extreme growth mindset um, and that's probably where we sit if there were a, if there was a growth mindset scale we would be an extreme of it because we don't have any inherent fear what I know myself Tricia to answer that is I'm the eldest of five girls and we were brought up in a modest um, house in the Isle of Man with a dad who was a plumber and mum who was a hairdresser. Our dad was a big sportsman. Our mum was a poet and performer. Mm -hmm. And we were brought up, brought up with this amazing mix of creativity and sport and a variety of sports and competitions. Um, I wasn't tremendously academic. I have a, an interesting story. I, I kept through grit and determination, I stayed on at school. I didn't apply to university because I'm not that academic word that often floats around. Mm. Um, so the, the deputy head in the last year I was at school suggested that I should go and study. And I said, well, I won't get into university. And he said, no, a polytechnic. 
So mm -hmm. he phoned a poly, got me into a polytechnic if I got two A-levels, which I scraped, went and did a business degree at Teesside Poly. It was the making of my life because all of a sudden, having worked from a, because our family wasn't well off, I worked in shops from the age of 13. And suddenly I was doing subjects that were totally relevant to what I'd done and my own mindset for learning. And so that is all the things that formed me into the person I was. Having said that, my husband, though, all of my coaching studies, the first book I read as a trainee coach was Mindset by Carol Dweck. Yes. And I almost fell off my chair yes. because I thought, this is my book. How yeah, have yeah. I only just found yeah. this book? Yeah. How yeah, have I found it? An absolute recommendation right there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mindset by Carol Dweck. If you, mm -hmm. haven't, um, if you haven't got that on your shelves or on your Kindle, mm. go, go get it. Mm. And so my husband then, and I started to talk to him because he'd had a more, you know, we, we can't both be mavericks. We'd have killed each other, but he's been more <laughs> conventional. He read that book and he, at his age, uh, which is similar to mine, has developed a growing, an increasing growth mindset over the last four years. There so to can. answer your question, here's my husband in his mid-50s developing a growth mindset. I developed mine as a kid and a teenager, and it's just got bigger and bigger. So yes, yeah. um, best thing that anybody can do to live a happier, more content, more satisfied life is work on their growth mindset. Is there any, right, so I, I, I'm absolutely with you. And interestingly, you and I have a very different beginning to our, to our worlds. And, yeah. and so just to give another perspective, um, yeah. you talked about knowing, you having no inherent fear, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Because, because actually, I'll, I'll give the perspective of somebody who had quite a few fears and mm. had none of that didn't quite have that same um, energy-inducing and individuality-respecting <laughs> to, um, to put it sort of, um, yeah, carefully. And so I actually, so I believe that something in me just kept wanting to break on through, regardless of actually not having the very good environment to to support the development of that growth mindset mm. so so actually there so so listen listen to the spark inside you because even if stuff is blinking while trying to you know put it out um don't don't let it basically um Com that, that's just my my little message from a slightly different no nope, completely place. agree trisha yeah. and i'm very big on intuition i mean i didn't talk about that that's part of um my my ma maverick mindset but i super trust my intuition but what i would say to people about the thing inside us that pushes us that hap that has happened to me all of my life and i've made the you know they have um i don't know my husband's better at this because he's studies mindfulness and personal energy but they're now and there's a lot of evidence now that the stomach actually holds um a lot of our, th mm. our, our, our the mm. same um the same patterns as the brain and we have this expression i feel sick inside or there's something gnawing away at me well that thing that gnaws away at you is the thing that your inside knows isn't quite right yeah. and you need to deal with it and what we have to do is step back from all the busyness and stuff that's going on to face what that gnawing away is because yeah. I've done a lot of that this year 
Um, I also, though, my dad being this sportsman who was very determined to have a son and had five daughters, I think the fearlessness came from that because he would take us swimming and push us off the top diving board and things. I'm sure people would be, would be <laughs> locked up for that now, but, you know, whether we wanted or not, off we went. Oh, I love that. That's a great image. I love it. I love it. And, there, and there was I, um, one of two, or more or less, a bit like an only child, because my mm. sent away to boarding school at seven. Don't even start me on that story. Um, so, you know, there was I teetering on the first step of the steps to go up to the diving board, let alone going off it. So, yeah, mm. we, you definitely... <laughs> That's a great picture. Um, yeah, the mindfulness thing. It's funny you mentioned stomach as well, because obviously as an actor, I'm very conscious of the, the, the wonderful supporting energies in mm. our body uh, and, and very much in our stomach area, in our diaphragm. Mm. And, you know, I'll often have clients and I, I described um, the feelings that what this client was doing to herself um, recently as having a cricket ball in her stomach I said you got a cricket ball in your stomach hard really hard and solid and you're holding on to it mm. and you know I said just just picture that and actually I'm sure you would agree that mm. visualization is really powerful isn't it it is totally um, and I'm a visual person anyway I am an NLP practitioner and that was when I learned that I'm a visual person so asking me to think about what something looks like and, and, and how it is and also in terms of the maverick thinking I create vision boards all the time and I just put things together and then I know what good looks like so visualizing anything is really important to me Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's another tip, listeners. Talking of tips, you've got, um, you've got a couple of, que well, three questions, to be precise, yeah. that you asked yourself. I mean, obviously, you know, as coaches, um, well, a good coach, as Carol and I are, um, will we'll have asked themselves a lot of questions. They don't just come up with random questions and chuck them at their clients. So these three questions that um, you've asked yourself and you ask your clients and people to ask themselves, um, go for it. Well, um, thanks, Tricia. So this has been a really interesting year for me. Um, and it started, well, it started when um, I have a little schnauzer, Bertie, who I've mentioned, and in a up till April, he had a brother as well, and uh, it was time for his brother to leave us. And about six weeks earlier, my own coach, Jason Goldberg, who, um, again, I'm going to do a little plug because he wrote the fabulous book, Prison Break, on self-leadership. That's how I found him, and he's coached me, and he's coached the lady that I've Marion Morrison, who I've come to work with in Gurik, I've come to collaborate with. And Jason, at the start of the year, asked us a question, what do you believe to be true about yourself that you wish wasn't? And I thought, oh, nothing. I'm enthusiastic going forward. My life is this. And, you know, as we all do, I didn't even stop to think about it. I thought, oh, that's not my question. And then, of course, I started to lose my beloved little Charlie. And the last weekend he was with me, I sat in the summer house in the Isle of Man. And this question, the gnawing away thing, 
floated right up into my conscious. Mm. So I got out um, just a piece of paper because I'm one of those and I wrote down what my answer was, except I had five answers. Mm. And I wanted to um, be honest with myself. And what I did straight away was I sent them on a message to Jason, explained the scenario. And he said, okay, Carol, well, as we all know as coaches and people who you know work and help others, once somebody names or labels something, mm. then it's out there for them. It's the not letting it out there that's the hard part. Yeah. And of course, I won't say what mine were, but I'll just quickly tell you about my little journey. So then I also was reading a brilliant book by Michael Neal, one of the, the, um, the world's top coaches who I met last year, and it was called Creating the Impossible. And I'd been going through that, and Michael had asked a question, is there something that feels completely ridiculous that you want to do, and you're stopping yourself because fill in the gap? Mm. So I answered that question as well. So I was in this massive, of course, because I was losing my beloved little dog, period of self-reflection, which is sometimes a good place to be, and it is for me, for sure. So I knew the answer to that one as well. So basically, yes, there are things about me that I need to deal with. Number two, there is something I really, really want to do. And number three, is there a scenario in your life where you know you can do or contribute more, yet something is stopping you? Why is that and what can you do about it? So putting those three together, I was in the Isle of Man. I was the director of a company there, a director of the Chamber of Commerce, a director of the business agency of the Isle of Man. I was mentoring young people. I had a good, full, hectic life. And yet today, here I am, having decamped from our house and everything and all of our friends and family in the Isle of Man, and we're living in a small apartment in Guruk, because I honestly answered those three questions for myself. Mm. And I don't know how this is going to play out, but the number one superpower of my life is enthusiasm. Mm. And I am approaching it with the enthusiasm and the mindset of a maverick that are two things that I pack everywhere I ever go. And the great thing for me is I am partnering with someone with the same mind, maverick type mindset, a younger person, a maverick mindset, and the same enthusiasm and can do. Mm. Um, and I have no idea how it's going to play out. I'm going to carry on coaching clients. We're going to do amazing work together based on enthusiasm and energy because leadership needs to be far more about energy and enthusiasm and people looking after people, not pushing people and or even pulling them or just making them keep their heads down. I, I've been a very successful leader. I'm speaking wholly from experience on that and I really do know what good looks like and what good feels like for people and I think that Marion and I can create a world doing that and you know because if you're if you're a solopreneur you might think oh you're talking about leadership well that's got nothing mm. that's nothing to do with me and of course it of course it has because you are your own leader <laughs> um duh uh, which we sometimes forget so actually all that you've just said applies to us uh, you know as solopreneurs yeah. so you know the stop stop for a minute are you just going down a track because it's a track you think you should be going down are you day by day using losing that energy and enthusiasm that you started with and if so that's not 
quite right. Um, so don't you, we're not advising everybody to go and run away to Scotland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it works for me. It's whatever works for you. <laughs> whatever works for you, exactly. And, and I think, um, just, just repeat those three questions, Carol, before yeah. we wrap up. Yeah, I did just want to say to come in on you there, Go Tricia, on. that self-leadership, mm. you know, Marion, who I've come to collaborate with, is, a, is an absolute top coach on self-leadership. I'm a coach on leadership. Putting the two together, we, mm. we, we've got it. Because that, what you've just described is self-leadership. Mm. And of course, people don't think that exists. I said clients don't ever say to me, oh, I'm a leader first and foremost. They say, I'm an engineer. I'm a banker. I'm a lawyer. Mm. I'm a, a manager. No, all leaders. Well, none of us go, hello, I'm a self-leader. And mm. yet, who else is there to lead us if not exactly. ourselves? Exactly. Okay, three questions. What do you believe to be true about yourself that you wish wasn't? Is there something that feels completely ridiculous that you want to do and you are stopping yourself because? Fill in the gap. And is there a scenario in your life where you know you can do or contribute more, yet something is stopping you? Why is that and what can you do about it? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. And what a, what a value packed um, chat this has been as I, obviously I knew it would be anyway, but uh, Carol and I met via LinkedIn and I am not paid by LinkedIn to say this, um, but I am quite keen to sort of shift some people's attitude about LinkedIn because Mm. when you, when you get it, when you get it into the right place, it's, beautiful <laughs> it really it really is but you have to work on it and you know I think Caroline got we, we got introduced by someone else didn't we um I think was it was it, through John Asperian John Asperian yeah he's yeah. just one of these wonderfully giving supportive generous yes. very real people uh by the way check out his podcast episode mm-hmm. um and that that's how it works and then you start to realize that you're you, you're sort of attracting people who you've you're just really interested in and have quite a lot of synchronicity with uh, in one way or another, but it might not be the thing they do or their skills. Mm. It's just a quality, isn't it, Carol? And that's yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. I, I love LinkedIn and, you know, I, I've got um, contacts all over the world from it and some mm. I collaborate very closely with, yeah. um, you know, and what you forget is there are always people like you, no matter how much of a maverick I am, there are plenty of mavericks on LinkedIn. Um, I think people, I, I sometimes meet people that don't engage with LinkedIn so much because they go, oh, it's a bit formal and it's a bit business. Yeah. Uh, I would say, really? Um, you know, because I've never been formal and businessy. I've been me. I've been Carol all of my career, worked all over the world, had really senior jobs. There's no such thing as formal and businessy anymore. Thank you, Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Thank you. That, that message has to get out there, really has to get out there. It's very important. So, Carol, where will people be best well, it's probably LinkedIn, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I would say so at the moment because um, Carol Glover, the Maverick Maker on LinkedIn, um, I have done some speaking recently, um, Tr- uh, Tricia, and I'm keen to do more of that. Um, you know, I like it because I've got an, an unusual message. So keep your eye out for that. I shall 
promote anything on LinkedIn mm. that, that's happening. Mm. And then Marion and I, again, what we're evolving currently, which is very exciting, um, I'll promote through LinkedIn as well and mm. then people can find Absolutely. it. But I think it just needs to be that simple for me. Yeah, um, that works. That works. Uh, it really does. And, it, you know, if anybody's got some weird thing that they don't want to go anywhere near um, LinkedIn, we'll just, I don't know, just keep in, in touch with me. <laughs> And, um, and when you wake up one morning thinking, oh, I think I need to know more about Carol Glover, um, uh-huh. you know, I'll, I'll tell you where to find her. Okay, brilliant. Thanks, Thanks so much, Carol. This has been, I'll leave you to, um, what's, the, what's the weather like in Scotland? It's gorgeous today. Um, do you know, we've been here, this is our ninth day and one day it's rained. Now, we're going to have a little bit of rain for two days, but my husband said to me this morning, the whole of next week will be lovely smashing the stereotypes i love it but remember i live in the isle of man where the weather comes four hours later here so i can just ring up my sister to find out the weather perfect well have a good one whatever the weather you'll you'll be a ray of sunshine anyway in it thank you carol that's been pleasure take action try this one small step well carol suggests asking these three questions so that's a good step isn't it Number one, what do you believe to be true about yourself that you wished wasn't? Number two, is there something that feels completely ridiculous that you want to do and you're stopping yourself because dot dot dot, fill the gap? And number three, is there a scenario in your life where you know you can do or contribute more, but something is stopping you? Why is that? And what can you do about it? In other words, a good bit of self-reflection. Have fun. Lot of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast to download those and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be ridiculous.